0: Hello everyone! Welcome to the debut episode of Belly Up Fantasy Live Hockey Edition.
1: Um, yeah,
0: what's yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah, well, it's it's yeah. grass is green, water's wet. It's kind of make them extremely looking for points.
1: In that first period, they've been able to hang on to the lead. Here's Evander Kane trying to get away from Jake Red. He's gone. Speaking of coaching, really quick, I'm curious to see if. The situation with Vegas right now, their coaches are all in COVID protocol. Chase
0: round the power
1: One other thing I noticed, especially with the time on ice, you know, you look at Bo Horvat, he's got under 19 minutes. And then Mitch Marner has over 24 minutes.
0: Right, hello everyone. Welcome to Belly Up Fantasy. Oh, there we go. I'm not muted anymore. <laughs> Alright, everyone. Hello, welcome to Belly Up Fantasy Live. I am Ryan McCarthy, your humble host, the and also uh, head of hockey content at bellyupsports.com. Uh, as you can see, the scrolling down here at the bottom, you can go to bellyupfantasysports.com, subscribe to all of our content. We're also on Facebook at BellyUpFantasy Sports and on Twitter at BellyUpFantasy. So before we get into the, to the show tonight, I'm going to introduce our panel. On my on my right, <laughs> <laughs> we have, from the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast, we have Alex. How are we doing, Alex?
1: Doing well, Ryan. Uh, you know, it could be a little better. The Blue Jackets could be a little bit better than losing five in a row, but hey, it's not six in a row. Not Yay.
0: yet. All right. <laughs> And joining us tonight from the great white north of Canada, we've got our friend, our friend Jason. Jason, how are we doing, buddy? Great. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I could be better myself. My team right
2: now is losing to the last place team in the league. So.
0: Oh no! That's right. You're you're a Calgary Flames fan, aren't you? That's right. Oh man. Oh man. I'm actually repping the uh, Penn State. Nathaniel Island, Nathaniel Ni- oh, nice. so. and Nice. Uh, J- and uh, Alex, I see you got your uh, Doug Latt.
1: Absolutely.
0: Take number 69. It's hilarious. <laughs>
1: one of Look. the greatest hockey movies ever. Not the what? greatest. Not
0: the... Oh, Top oh, five. the. oh, what's the greatest in your mind?
1: In my mind, Miracle, hands down. Can never be. Okay. Hassan, I love oh, Miracle. Yeah.
0: How about Jason? How about you? I got to go A slap shot. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> did you know? Did you know that last week, I mean, it was a uh, Tuesday, or it was, it was actually Wednesday. Forty-four years ago on Wednesday, Slapshot was released in the, in theaters. Yeah, crazy. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm it's funny. I'm. I'm going to be 44 myself in August. So, it's just really funny that uh, came out the same year that I was born, it's just, it's yeah. just, it's wacky. I <laughs> was a baby. <laughs> All right, so before we go into everything tonight, mm-hmm. folks, we're going to do a live score update. Taking up the scores right now, uh, Carolina is currently leading Florida 1-0 in, with uh, 16.03 left in the third. Uh, Jason's very sad because his Calgary Flames are losing to the Ottawa Senators 3-1, yeah. 16 minutes, 10, 10, 10 seconds left in the third. Vancouver is currently skunking uh, the Winnipeg Jets with uh, 3-0 with seventeen. 1753 left in the second period. They're just getting started in the second period. Uh, later tonight, uh, uh, we got uh, excuse me, uh, Toronto and Edmonton, uh, Minnesota at Vegas, St. Louis and Anaheim, Colorado at San Jose. So that's your live scores for the moment. We'll come back to. We'll come. Re, we'll, we'll revisit it before shows end. But before that, let's get into the division standings. And current division standings are as follows. Let me just bring up. Uh, NHL.com. Uh, this is, uh, this is without tonight's results. So mm-hmm. let's go to the Scotia North division. Uh, well, we want to give a shout out to our friend, our new friend of Billy Up sports, Rod Peterson from the Rod Peterson show. Rod, if you're watching, cheers, buddy. How are we doing tonight? So let's look at the Scotia. We'll give a little nod to him with with saying the sponsors in the division. So Scotia, <laughs> yeah. Scotia, the Scotia North division. Uh, right now Toronto is in first place with 34 points they're actually first in the league with 34 points they sit at a top with 16 wins, 4 losses and two overtime losses second place is Edmonton with 14 at 14 and 9 uh, they have not gone to overtime yet this year which is pretty Pretty peculiar uh, considering uh, overtime, overtimes in the league. Winnipeg is surging. They're in third place. They've won four in a row. Montreal, they're still sinking a little bit. They are currently in fourth place, hanging on to that fourth place spot at 23 points. Calgary is in fifth, just behind them with 22 points. And then the last two, and then sixth and seventh is separated by three points. We've got Vancouver. They're at 18 points in Ottawa. They're at 15 points. Jason, since you're from the Great White North, mm. what's your feeling on the Great on the uh, Scotia North division right now?
2: Well, being a Flames fan first, I have to say that the North division doesn't look very good at the moment. <laughs> um, however, I was really excited this, this season that all the Canadian teams were going to be in one division. However, I made the stark realization that that means only one Canadian team is going to come out of the quarterfinals. Which is going to suck. So, uh, But right now, yeah, the Leafs, a uh, huge surprise, obviously, on top of the league. Obviously, not to Leaf fans, probably. But um, Oilers up there. I mean, the Oilers are you know, usually up near the top of the division until um, playoff time anyway. Um, I think the big surprise here is that the Canadians are are falling back. Um Yeah. I know yeah, it really was a big surprise. It was a big surprise that they jumped off to such a good start at the beginning, I think, to a lot of people. So maybe 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 now they're actually living up to expectations and being mediocre. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> uh the Jets are right in there. I mean, the Jets are a strong team, and uh as long as Connor Hellebuck is on, the Jets are on, so
0: Oh, let me ask you two, since you're both, so we got, since we got someone from the North and we've got Alex here from
2: uh, the... <laughs> I, OD, am, I uh, know where uh, this OD. is going.
0: <laughs> so who's, right now, who's winning that trade between uh, Columbus and Winnipeg? I would have to say it's probably pretty even because
2: Liney, although he, you know, missed a few games at the beginning and I think he started out slow the first game or two, but he's picked it up and he's been scoring. And I think, as uh, from one of the highlight packages I've been seeing, uh, Dubois has been doing pretty well too. Mm. Alex, yeah, the, what couple, you
1: think? the couple games Dubois has been back, he's he has looked pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, I I've been telling people it was very nice of Winnipeg to include Patrick Line in the Jack Rossovic trade because <laughs> Jack Rossovic has been the best part of that deal so far. Um, I mean, not knocking Laine or anything like that, but Jack Rossovic has had the consistent points percentage and he's he's got that output that we've been needing and you know they threw him in at center and he's doing really well you know he he played four games or something before line a was even able to play because of quarantine mm-hmm. but still um it, i i would agree it's it's pretty even right now um it's kind of hard to tell i think maybe in the long run it could be the blue jackets but my opinion that's going to depend on what kind of contract they get line a on at the end of the year And then also what kind of contract Winnipeg gets Dubois on after the end of next season. So I I think that's one of those things that, you know, we'll have to wait and see. My opinion is it's all going to come down to after next season to see who really wins that trade.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So so we're going to move on from the Scotia North division and go over to the discover central Mm -hmm. where currently it's one of the, one of the hottest, Division races in the league right now because right now Tampa Bay fir- and and Florida are tied points wise for first place. They both have 29 points. Although Florida Tampa Bay currently holds the the win, in, uh, the the advantage in the win column with 14 wins. They've actually won four in a row themselves. Uh, Florida ha- and they also Australia- and they have a game in hand. Uh, with 19 games, uh, Florida has played 20. Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks, surprisingly, 28 points. One point behind both teams, uh, both the Florida teams. Uh, 12, 7, and 4. Carolina right behind them at 13, 6, and 1 with 27 points. Uh, our, uh, Alex's Columbus Blue Jackets slipping a little bit. Uh, 23 po- uh, sorry, 21 points. They've lost their last three. Nashville, 20 points right behind them. They've won the last two in a row. Detroit, 17 points in sixth place. And then, I'm sorry, seventh place in eighth place. Although they've only played 16 games, so we got to give them a little bit of credit here. Not a little bit of credit here, a little bit of leeway. Dallas, 6-6-4, six, six, 16 points. They've lost their last two, though. So, gentlemen, actually, Alex, I'm going to hand it over to you since, you're, uh, since your Blue Jackets are in the Central Division. What do you make of this division so far?
1: Um. Some of it doesn't surprise me, you know. For example, Tampa being at the top and Detroit being at the bottom. Um, Florida, in my eyes, kind of came out of nowhere this year. I don't understand yeah. where where that's been happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then Chicago, especially, you know, I know Zach and I talk a lot about it on the Canons and Tomahawks podcast. And with they lost Tays, uh, they lost Corey Crawford. They lost. I mean, they lost a decent amount of guys. They're well, on paper, they're not supposed to be where they are right now, but they mm-hmm. are. Um, okay. They have a lot of young guys coming in, and they're all working and playing really well together. So, you know, there's a lot of chemistry there. Um, Carolina, they're kind of hot and cold right now. Um, I think the they had some time off there that kind of threw them off a little bit. But I think they're starting to pick things back up. Um, they're currently tied with Florida at one. So if yep. they can win this game, then... I think that'll kind of get them back on track. Um,
2: yeah, I'll that'll skip put them ahead of the Hawks.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll skip the Blue Jackets for a second. Nashville—they have ten wins. Five of those wins have come across, <laughs> come against the Blue Jackets. <laughs> um,
0: I, don't, I don't mean to laugh. I'm just—it's just funny that five of their wins are coming against one team.
1: It's hey, you can laugh. It's fine. I have to laugh because if not, I'll cry. Okay. <laughs> then, Fair enough. I think the biggest surprise is Dallas. Just specifically based off of points. Now, granted, they've they have eight games less than Detroit, but I mean, you know, if you go based off of points percentage, they're in fifth place. So they're still technically out of the playoff race. But it it's like 50-50 for me with how I feel with that that division. Half of it's going really well, half of it is makes absolutely no sense. Like Nashville on paper should be better than they are, but they're not. Um mm. And then Columbus. There's all the nonsense going on with Columbus right now. They've lost their last five games. Um, they've lost three in regulation. They lost two in overtime. And it seems like there's no fixing something right now. Well, there's a lot of rumors going around with possible trades before the deadline, coaching options, things like that.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, in, as you as a Blue Jackets fan, do you think – the hottest seat in the league right now is the cl- is is uh Torts with the with the Blue Jackets.
1: Um, I can't say yes or no. I mean, it it's a hot seat, yeah. Um, I'm not I am not sure. I don't know how to answer that one right now. I I think one of them would Sorry. probably be uh, Quinn in New York. I think he's definitely up there. Um, And the same thing with Detroit. I mean, they're going through their big rebuild, but I think as far as the most public recognition, yeah, Columbus is there because it's Tortorella. This is the last year on his contract. I legitimately don't think he's going to come back next year. Mm -hmm. um, If he doesn't end up getting fired before then. So I think, yes, I think he's getting a lot of recognition, especially, all because of everything since Panarin and Bobrovsky and Duchesne left, and then we got Line A, and then the Pierre Luc Dubois nonsense, and then losing Josh Anderson, getting Max Domi. It's you know we've made these big trades, and it seems like we're worse than we have been in, in years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Jason, have you got a chance to look at watch any of the American uh, City games? Yeah, this uh, this season, or even be mostly contained with the Canadian teams
2: um been mostly contained with the Canadian ones I did manage mm-hmm. to watch bits and pieces of the outdoor games okay. uh, aside aside from that I've caught uh, a couple of Vegas games because Vegas is my number two team and uh, <laughs> so my season's not a total wash right now <laughs> um, yeah it's it's weird having the all the Canadian teams in one division it kind of it kind of separates the Canadian and American teams from not only coverage, but a, a lot of things. And, yeah, I just haven't seen much aside from highlights packages. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, right now I'm looking at the standings in the Central, and it's just that division is stacked, especially the top four, being only separated by two points. And two coaches come to mind when it comes to coach the to Jack Adams candidates. Uh, Florida, you got uh, Joe Quenville, the stash, the legendary stash. And then uh, in Chicago, you got Jeremy Colleton, Uh, he's being considered for Jack Adams talk. So that's a lot to be seen uh, right now at the, with the central division. That's the division to watch right now. Other other than the Canadian division, Mm -hmm. these two divisions, the Scotia North and the discover central, these two divisions are probably the best two divisions to watch when you're, if you're a hockey fan right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because I was looking at stats and stuff uh, this afternoon and looking at the scoring leaders and the goal leaders uh, so the, the actual scoring leaders, four out of the top five are from the Scotia North and the goal leaders, all five of the top five are from the Scotia North. So a lot of scoring going on in the Scotia
0: North. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's bandwagon. It's a, a barn burner hockey right now up in the North. Yeah. <laughs> and of course the, the one that's not in
2: the Scotia North in the scoring race is Patrick Kane and he's just an animal
0: yeah and congratulations to patty kane he scored his 400th career goal last night uh he's on his way mm-hmm. to probably becoming the number one american based goal uh uh goal scorer in nhl history so mm-hmm. i think mike Badano's what 509 he's about 109 goals away from from getting that spot he's got yeah. he's i think he just, he just hit 30 didn't he um
1: maybe? Maybe.
0: yeah he's got to be around 30.
1: Yeah, I think he was 31 or he's 32, 32, or something. He's 32 yeah. 32.
0: yeah, he turned 32 in November. So yeah, he's got some. He's got he's got some years left in him. He, he still, he's still he's 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 basically Chicago's top point scorer right now. And it's amazing the things he's been doing this this season, especially uh, with the absence of Jonathan Taves. So it's it's gonna be yeah it's it's he's uh, he's he's one guy to watch for the rest of the yeah. season. Well, it almost,
2: it almost seems that all his goals are highly real goals, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially it seems like it. goal. It's like McDavid. He doesn't just score regular goals.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to move on from the Discover Central and go over to the Mass Mutual East. Right now, Washington. The Capitals are first place with 28 points. They own a 12-5-4 and record. They've won their last three in a row. Boston's in second place. They've over in Boston. Uh, Boston has been in the catbird seat for the past uh, for most of the season, but right now they just mm-hmm. slipped down to second place at 26 points, They're actually tied with the Islanders. Uh, but they only the games, they own the only wins advantage with the Islanders. Uh, Islanders sitting in in third at 26 points with 11 six and four record. Philadelphia is in fourth. Mm-hmm. At 11-4 and 3, uh, with 25 points, they've actually won their last three in a row. Uh, Pittsburgh has been surging over the past couple weeks. They currently sit in fifth place, two points behind at 23 points. Uh, New York Rangers, uh, in the bottom three, the New York Rangers 17 points. New Jer- my New Jersey Devils at 16, and then Buffalo with 15. Uh, this division's and the and the West Division. We'll get to the West Division in just a second, but this division. And I know it's been. They've been kind of besieged with the COVID situations. I know New Jersey spent the last sixteen. They spent sixteen days uh, in product in COVID protocols. They did not play a game for two weeks. Uh, Buffalo were affected by it too because they were the last team to play New Jersey before before like Jersey went into COVID protocols. So they were effect, certainly affected by it. Uh, most of these teams, only one, two. Three of these teams in the division have played over 20 games. Washington, the Islanders, and Pittsburgh have all played. Washington and the Islanders have played 21 games. Pittsburgh has, Pittsburgh has played 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a weird division right now. Um, but uh, out, of the four, out of the top four teams, actually, let's say the top five right now, guys. Uh, Alex, I'll start with you. Which one of these teams do you – which one of these teams – uh, do you think we'll probably wind up on top in the next in the next month? Uh, right now it's March. Today's March first. Uh, happy March to y'all. Uh, so, yeah, which team which team do you think will be on top come April first?
1: Um, honestly, I think that's going to depend on which team m- tries to make moves uh, before the deadline. Yeah, I so if I th- I think if Boston tries to get a trade for a defensemen, for example, I saw going around Twitter today that there's a rumor that Boston wants to try and trade for David Savard, a defenseman for the Blue Jackets. If they can make a trade and get somebody to fill their blue line like that, to kind of fill that spot, that, uh, that hole from Tory Krug, I think they'll be on top. If not, I think Washington will be on top. Uh, between, okay. I, I, either way, I think one of those two teams is going to end up finishing the season on top
0: yeah Washington has certainly been surging over the last couple of weeks you know they're starting to kind of gel together uh, especially their defense with uh, Zidane O'Cnor in there uh, as, a, as kind of a stalwart he hasn't been playing as many minutes as he did back in Boston but he's been certainly a, a veteran presence for that younger defense I mean him and John Carlson have been those uh, those two guys who've been kind of the kind of the glue in that defensive unit yeah. All right. And Jason, what, what have you seen from what you've seen in the, in the, in the East division, mass mutual East division? What, what have you, uh, what have you observed? What have you noticed? Well,
2: the, the bit, which one of the teams I think is going to finish first out of those two is going to be Washington and it's all going to depend on Ovechkin. Ovechkin mm-hmm. hasn't been firing on all cylinders like he has been in the past. Plus he missed four, four or five games at the beginning. So if Ovechkin can catch fire, I think Washington's going to be tough. Uh another big factor is going to be Rask. I mean, Rask is – when Rask is on his game, he's unbeatable. But when he's off his game, uh, things go south for Boston pretty
0: quick. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think one guy uh, I'm looking at right now, he's actually been uh, dropped in a lot of leagues. This, and we'll get to the, the who's hot, who's not uh, – who, who's hot and who to drop in and, uh, and just a little bit. But uh, Evgeny Kitsnetsov off. He's been he's missed the last two mm-hmm. games with an upper body injury, so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see if he can if he can uh, get back in the lineup sooner than later. He's been a big part of the the Capitals' resurgence as well. Uh, exactly. As for the as for the bottom, I mean, as I think at the end of ne- I think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a surprise for you guys because because uh, at the beginning of the season I, I predicted that Philly and Vegas would be the Stanley Cup finalists for next season. But I think the Islanders are a team to watch, certainly, uh, especially now that their goaltending tandem has gotten going. Uh, Elias Sorokin has, has struggled in the beginning of the season; he had his struggles, uh, got pressed into action. I know he, he got pressed into action against the Rangers in, in game two of the season because uh, Simeon Varlarmov uh, got hurt in the pregame warmup. Uh, he had sort of he had some struggles, but he's actually had two. He's actually had shutouts in those last two games. So mm-hmm. I think the Islanders, I mean, especially with Barry Trotz, any, any team that has Barry Trotz as your coach, you're going to be a contender. You're going to mm-hmm. be in the top two, three, four. You're going to be somewhere in the playoff contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Islanders certainly have the opportunity to jump uh, both Boston and Washington, and by April 1st time, within a month's time, uh, they could certainly be in the conversation as the top team in the Mass Mutual East.
2: Not only that, but Everly and Barzil have been on fire together. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, the uh, Islanders could definitely be very dangerous. Uh, the big surprise in this division, to me, is the Penguins um, in fifth place. That's the big surprise for me here.
0: Well, they've been they've been getting they've been trying they've been climbing up the ladder a little bit uh, in the last month. I know they lost they lost last night. I uh, lost the uh, Lost their game. They've lost one, um, but in the last ten games, are six and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've they've been climbing the ladder a little bit. They, they, they I think their defense still needs to gel a little bit. Uh, I know they got and, and especially their goaltending has been their young goaltenders, to uh, Smith, and uh, Jari. They've been kind of yeah. hot and cold lately. Uh, I want to throw this question out to you guys. We'll revisit this before the trade deadline. Do you guys think Buffalo moves Jack Eichel? Before the trade deadline on April twelfth.
1: Yes, I do. Okay, okay. Um, now, uh, granted, I'm, I'm going
0: to ask you where he goes, but I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm just saying, hey, I'm gonna throw
1: I, I, there. I think the his frustration is starting to get to a point because, you know, they didn't make a ton of moves, but they signed Taylor Hall, and yeah, they're it. still sitting in last place, mm-hmm. and. I mean, it's kind of close, but at the same time, they're 13 points behind first place, and they they just don't look good at all. I mean, well, last always- ten, they're, they're two seven and one. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I I think they I think they do, but it, it's going to be a a touchy subject for them because they're going to have to other teams are going to have to understand you're going to have to give up a lot to get him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they need to understand that they're probably going to be, if so, it's going to be a deadline day move because teams are going to just start bidding. And I think it'll be a bidding war if he's actually on the block. And then Buffalo is going to have to make a determination on whatever return they get is going to be the best fit for the future for Buffalo. And then they also need to understand if Jack Eichel goes, the chances of them keeping Taylor Hall just about go out the window.
0: Yeah. Yep, so they need exactly. to
1: compensate for that too.
0: Exactly. I mean, there's there's it's a pro and a con. I looked at this. I'm gonna address this in in, a, in an article this week on BellyUpSports.com uh, uh, about uh, the the top the, the top big the, the top current questions in the NHL is Jack Eichel gonna be traded is one of them. One thing he has going for him right now is does not he does not have a no movement clause. According to spottrack.com, his no movement clause is not kick in for another three seasons. However, his salary cap hit is ten million dollars. And that's going yes. a lot of teams are gonna be asking towards the trade deadline, is he worth the cap space we're gonna to have to absolutely have murdered <laughs> to ha- to add this kind of potential player on our team. Jason, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I think they. I think that they're already trying to move him uh, behind the scenes. But like you said, that cap hit of ten million dollars, a lot of teams probably aren't going to jump at, unless you get somebody maybe near the middle of the pack. You know, in a few more games that wants to make a big push, and has the cap space to do it. But I don't think many teams would even have that cap space.
0: Yeah, I, I mean the, the top three salary. Earners on Buffalo are I believe it's Eichel, Jeff Skinner, and Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. So if there's gonna be a fire sale in Buffalo, those are the three guys that are gonna they're gonna move. And they're gonna get yeah, a, lot of a lot of draft capital. Yeah, when your top three uh,
2: salary earners on the team combined for what are they combined for four goals this season? Yeah you got yeah. issues.
1: <laughs> and one of them rides the bench about every other game. So
0: yeah, that doesn't I, help. I know Eichel missed the last. I think missed the game against New Jersey uh, last weekend. So uh, one thing I will say about them, though, is I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna go the opposite way that Alex went, and I'm gonna say if they do move Eichel, I don't think they're gonna move Hall because I, you know, as as far as I've seen, Hall hasn't been asked to move or or hasn't you know shown any signs of
0: of wanting to. I believe he's in a one-year deal anyway. Mm-hmm. So if they, yeah. do that, they don't move him, he's still a free agent in the, in yeah. next season, this coming up upcoming it, uh, off season.
1: Well, his his contract, yeah, it's a one year for eight million. He has a no move mm-hmm. clause, so he can't get traded yeah, without right. his approval. But right. you know, if you lose arguably your best player and one of the most underrated players in the NHL, Taylor Hall most likely will not go. Hey, well, I know you guys just lost Jack Eichel, but let yeah, let's sign a seven year deal he's probably like, yeah, I want to go to a contender, and you guys aren't a contender anymore. So, Oh, yeah, he's, yeah.
0: definitely.
1: He's only been I, in the playoffs did, twice in yeah. his whole career, too. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, I definitely think that at the end of the year, he would definitely move, but I, I don't think any time during the year he would, depending on who they bring in if they make a trade.
1: No, yeah, I agree. It, it yeah. all depends on what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm kind of wondering if the, this is the last year we're going to see Ralph Kruger in, uh, behind the bench in Buffalo, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, they actually, it's funny. We, they, I, they talked about that on Rod Peterson's show today. So it, it talked about a culture change, and maybe Ralph yeah. Kruger is the guy who needs to move out. So so we're going to move on from the Mass Mutual East Division. We're going to go to the Honda West Division, where right now this is another hot, hotly contended division. Uh, Vegas sits in first place at 12-4-1. Uh, with 25 points. They are one point ahead of Minnesota, who are 12 and 6 with no over and they have not been to overtime either this year. But no <laughs> overtime losses this year. Uh, 24 points. St. Louis, right behind them uh, with 24. They also have 24 points, but Minnesota owns the one advantage. Colorado sits in some fourth place. They're starting to move up the ladder a little bit with the last two in a row. They're at 23 points. Los Angeles is surprisingly in fifth place with 22 points right behind Colorado. And right behind them is the Arizona Coyotes, 21 points in 21 games. Anaheim sits in seventh with 17 points, and San Jose is last. They've lost the last two in a row with 16 points. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Jason, I'm going to hand this over to you. Uh, What are you looking at in terms of the top? I know you see you're you're kind of a, a loose Vegas Golden Knights fan. What's your yeah, impression on yeah, yeah, the West?
2: They're definitely my number two team, and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is having a hell of a season. Um, I, I think he feels the pressure of uh, maybe getting uh, chased out of Vegas when they brought in Lerner, or Lerner, sorry. Um, but, yeah, he's turned things around. He's had a hell of a season,
0: and uh, they're doing really yeah. well, and it's good to see. Well, well, with Leonard being out with an injury, he's stepped up his game
1: considerably. Exactly. Oh, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um,
2: I, I did see something on social media, uh, or I actually heard on the radio a couple days ago that the uh, Vegas GM, I believe it was, uh, made a statement that Flurry's position as the starter or Flurry's uh, contract in Vegas was safe and he was going to retire a Vegas night. So, something along those lines. So, it doesn't sound like Flurry's going anywhere anytime soon. Nope, That's for he will sure. not.
0: He, he will definitely not be a member of the Seattle Kraken next season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and
2: the Or sorry, the LA Kings too in this division. Jonathan Quick is starting to definitely look like the Jonathan Quick of the Stanley Cup championship teams they had, and uh, you know they they're turning things around big time in LA. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I. I 100% agree. And it's, I think it's crazy to see right now, you know, everyone was saying that all oh, Vegas and Colorado are going to run away with it. Well, this division's close. That's the thing. Yeah, that's um, for sure. You know, LA has been doing really well. But I mean, for me, yeah. I, I cannot overlook Minnesota. No, um, no. And, you,
0: and, and here's the thing, too. You can't say Minnesota's a boring team anymore.
1: No, not at all. I, I don't anymore. know if it's, getting rid of what was it cam talbot at the end of the season or um you know they got off. i have no idea something clicked and that team looks fantastic this year um they've won what their last 6 in a row and they, i mean they just yeah. they look good now they just lost Staylock in uh to on waivers to edmonton but mm-hmm. you know that's Part of the risk of this year, guys going on waivers constantly. But yeah, Minnesota, is it's a team you cannot overlook right now at all. No,
2: nope. I, think, nope. I think the big surprise in this division, to me anyway, is Colorado in fourth. But like you said, mm-hmm. they're all so close. Only four points separate first from sixth.
1: Yeah. And, and typically, Colorado kind of starts the season off slow-ish, for about the first third anyways, most years, mm-hmm. and then they start picking it up. Um, McKinnon hadn't really looked himself this year. Uh, Bierkowski is kind of okay. Gabriel Landeskog is – Gabriel Landeskog, he looks normal. But other than that, I think uh, Grubauer has been kind of off this year just a little bit, so I don't know if that has an, an effect on it or not. But, yeah, they, they don't look like the powerhouse they were at the end of the last season, but – at the same time there's still what 30 some games to play so i i mean i still think they're going to make the playoffs regardless but uh, almost I,
2: 40 in their division
1: <laughs> yeah i i still think that they have another level to get to
0: oh definitely yeah, Col- colorado i mean the the, the division the, the thing to watch in the the west is going to be it's definitely going to be the last three the last pos- uh, playoff position uh, Colorado, Los Angeles, Arizona if they all keep up the same, place, the, the same pace that they're at uh, that could be a fun division race to watch for that last playoff spot As St. Louis is going to be St. Louis uh, they're always consistent they're always going to be well, unless Jordan, P- Jordan Pennington decides to blow a fuse like he did the other night against <laughs> San Jose oh he wants to fight everyone when he comes off the ice uh, yeah I mean, St. Louis, those Louis are, Louis are another breed, breed aren't they uh yeah yeah they definitely are. <laughs> so yeah I mean I think Vegas comes out I think Vegas comes out of the West as the winner but Minnesota St Louis is going to be a fun uh, they're going to be fun teams to come down the stretch especially Minnesota uh, Colorado Los Angeles Arizona those three are definitely going to be teams to watch for the final playoff spot Anaheim and San Jose um, I mean San Jose still in the midst of a rebuild same with Anaheim although Trevor Zegras had a, has been he got called up a, a while ago. Uh, uh, or I should I should say, junior game winning goal uh, game winning goal scorer of the of World Juniors, uh, Trevor Zegras. Sorry, sorry, Jason. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's been he's been he's been promoted. He's going to start. He's going he's he's a name to watch, especially for the uh, the for uh, for waiver wire pickups, uh, and yeah. especially in these couple weeks or so.
1: Yeah, I I know I grabbed him on two of my leagues. Um, As soon as I saw him get called up, it's one of those things that it it won't hurt. You know, worst thing that can happen is he can come up and be an absolute stud and cool. Just keep racking my points up. That's fine.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. With that, we're going to transition over to top forwards, defensemen, and goalies. Let's do a breakdown of forwards right now according to some stats right now uh top skaters for points uh, obviously Connor McDavis running away with the point scoring title right now he's got 40 points Leon Dreisaitl with 34 Patrick Kane also at 34 Mitch Marner 32 Austin Matthews 31 Mark Scheifele 28 Van- James Van Riemsdyk 25 Alex DeBrinkett from the from the Blackhawks he's got 25 Nicholas Backstrom Uh, Always going to be in the conversation with the the Caps. He's got 25. Jonathan Herberto has 24. Uh, Defenseman Quinn Hughes has 21 points. He leads all defensemen in scoring. Victor Hedman, 19. John Carlson, also 19. Jeff Petrie, Montreal, 18 points. Tied with Tyson Berry, also with 18 points. Drew Dowdy, starting to come alive with the Los Angeles King. He's got 17 points. Neil Plunk. Of Winnipeg, he's got 16, all, all along with Morgan Riley of, of Toronto Dar- and Darnell Nurse of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Mikhail Sergachev, Timber Bay Lightning, he's got 15 points. And rookie, I should mention rookies too, since we're talking about uh, top scoring. So Kirill Kaprizov, Minnesota Wild left wing, he's got 17 points. He leads all rookies. Pia Suter, 12 points, along with Josh Norris, Tim Stutzel. Starting to come along with 12 points. Ty Smith, the New Jersey Devils, 11 points. <laughs> Philip Kurashev of Chicago, he's got nine points, along with Niels Huglander and Gabriel Villardi of L.A. Oliver Wallstrom, Knight, with the New York Islanders, he's got seven points, as well as Etu Luostarinen of, of Florida, he's got seven points. Gentlemen, let's just discuss a little bit of the top forwards, defense game defenseman. Um, <laughs> Which among these names are the most surprising to you? And uh, Jason, I'm gonna start with you. Which of the which of these names for the top scorers are the most surprising to you, is the most surprising to you so far this season? Uh, well, I think you mentioned. Uh, let me just bring up
2: that list to get the full list. I have the top five, but let me just bring up a full list here. Um, I think the name in here that surprised me the most, and I don't know why it does, but James Van Riemsdyk um, surprised me a little bit. Um, although it shouldn't because he's that's a common name household name in in Philly for you know offense um I, I think anyway at least to me um uh, maybe another surprise in here, although it also shouldn't be is Huberto Jonathan Huberto, and maybe it's because I just associate Florida Panthers with a team that shouldn't be doing very well, but they are.
0: Alex, how about you? Who's the who are, which which names do you feel are some of the surprise names among top scores right now? Um,
1: probably the one of the ones, and it it, it sounds odd at first, um, but I have a reasoning behind it. Would be Patrick Kane um, losing Jonathan Tays. That's like. Connor McDavid losing Leon Dreisaitl. I I mean, I know they're both centers, but, you know, those are two very dynamic players that play off of each other. And they, you know, they lost Corey Crawford, and then they lost a bunch of some of their other forwards. And they have a very young group of guys. And I didn't think he would be doing as well as he is. I mean, I knew he would get a lot of points, but it's one of those things that it's... This team looks better than it did last year. And... I know he is a big factor in that, but I, I really think he is, he's a surprise up there. And honestly, Drew Doughty too, that.
0: Yeah. So God, Drew Doughty's starting to come alive. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's I mean, it's, it's, that's crazy. It's, it's not every day you get a defenseman up there, um, with the likes of, you know, Patrick Kane and Liam Dreisaitl and stuff like that. But it, yeah, that is kind of thrown me off for sure. Hmm. All
0: right. So we're going to move over to Goldie's real quick. And, uh, Goals against percentage, I mean, there's a couple of guys right here who have, have a one, have a 0.00, but they're basically backups. Um, right now I'm looking at the goalies who have played more. And, and, and of the, with, the weird thing with the NHL is when they throw out, throw out these stats out here, it's, it's played one or more games, and that's a little weird, but mm-hmm. it's just the NHL. So right now with a point, 0.99 goals against Peter Mrazek, uh, followed by Jack Campbell, Toronto Maple Leafs. He's got one point three 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 goals against. Mark Andre Fleury one point five nine. Andre Vasilevsky one seven five. Philip Grubauer of the Colorado Avalanche. He's got two point oh one. Brian Elliott uh, again not an everyday, everyday goaltender, uh, but he's got two point oh three goals against. Same with Mike Smith. Mike Smith of the Edmonton Oilers two point oh four goals against. And then Jake yeah. Allen running up to top ten with a two point one two goals against for as the backup. As, as a backup for uh, Montreal. Uh, as far as shutouts go, Simeon Varlarmov, Simeon Varlarmov and Marc-Andre Fleury and John Gibson of Anaheim, they all have three shutouts so far this year. And the rest have two shutouts. Mike Smith, and Anton Hudobin, Brian Elliott, Elias Sorokin. Again, I mentioned him earlier uh, with the New York Islanders. He's got two shutouts in his last two games. Peter Mrazic, he's got two shutouts as well as Andre Vasilevsky and Jonathan Quick. Gentlemen, now, Let go me, inter-
2: if, if you don't mind me interrupting, Ryan, are you looking at NHL.com? I'm looking at NHL.com right now, yeah. I was looking on that today, and I noticed they don't show the goalies wins. So I'm just going to go over the go- the win leaders here. Vasilevsky uh, in Tampa Bay is ahead of a 12. Yep. Freddie Anderson in Toronto has got 11. Grubar in Colorado has got 10. Hellebuck so it's Hellebuck. Hellebuck in Winnipeg is ten, and North Andre Fleury is fifth with nine. I don't know why
0: NHL.com doesn't show the wins. I don't either. DeRymer uh, and uh, Vitek Vanecek of of uh, Washington, Kevin Lincoln in Chicago. He's one of the big. He's probably the biggest reason. One of the biggest reasons why uh, Chicago's been on an upsurge. He's nine and three. Uh, he's nine and three with a uh, with a two five five goals against, and he's got a shutout. Uh, he's one of the biggest reasons why Chicago's on the uptick right now. Uh, so, you know, all these goaltenders—it's the goal it's a goaltending. You know, I mean, do you think you guys? We talked about this in, in episode one way back, probably about six weeks ago. <laughs> six weeks ago. But with the platooning that's going on this year, I mean, you'll see you'll see the, the, the primary starter get two two, goal, two, uh, two games, and then the backup comes in for one, or or like in Mark Andre Fleury's case. He's playing pretty much every single day right now with uh, Robin Leonard being out, but um, some of these names out here, Freddie Anderson, Connor Hellbuck, uh, Philip Grubauer, James Reimer, Vitek Vanacek, uh, who actually has come out of, also has come out of nowhere uh, with with nine wins too. So, I mean, a lot of these names, a lot of unfamiliar, not very much household names having some, Coming up with that big stat of the W, as opposed to uh, goals against and up I mean, shutouts and shutouts and goals against is pretty much the 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 biggest stat. If I'm if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Alex, you can you can disagree, you can um you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, wins wins, shutouts, and probably nice. goals again goals against. Yeah, I mean, contributors to a fantasy lineup. Insane percentage, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah per i mean per game shutouts and obviously getting the win but yeah shutout gets you a ton of points no matter what league or anything like that you're in shutout always gets you a ton of points um typically if your save percentage is over 900 you're going to get more points uh just you know just depending on the outcome of the game and things like that but yeah it's there are a lot of guys on here that have kind of you don't know who they are, and they're kind of coming out of nowhere. Probably the mm-hmm. biggest one and one of the biggest guys that I've been keeping my eye on is Kapo Kakinen the goalie I for – just about to talk about him, yeah? Yeah, for Minnesota. The, the kid is on fire, and nobody knows who it is.
0: I've never even heard city? of him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: also the fact that Chris Dreger in Florida is kind of still in the spotlight from uh, Sergey Bobrovsky.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: that's a that's a pretty crazy stat too. Um, I mean, I mean, Dredger has seven wins, but he's also but has got six. I think Joe Quen, Joe Quenville's probably doing a good job balancing them them out, mm-hmm. uh, and with having them play and then play some games each. So uh, the most disappointing, I think, I think the two most disappointing goaltenders so far this year are Carter Hart and Carey Price. I mean, especially in the last month for Carey Price, Montreal got to got off to such a hot start, and now they just kind of they've been sinking like a stone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's just been it's just been wild to see that Carey Price's numbers, the way that he's his numbers are just so inflated. I mean, looking at his stats right now, he's got an 8.88 goals against per save percentage and a 3.13 GAA. Carter Hart. 8.99 GAA a 0.899 GAA. Not bad, but his goals against is three, three, five. I mean, that, yeah. or,
1: that's, that's pretty rough.
0: Ridiculously really rough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. I think right. a lot of the stuff with Carter Hart is, you know, you, you had that, the typical preseason hype of, Oh, this kid is a stud. He's going to do fantastic. He's going to do amazing. And then it just kind of, falls to reality a little bit. I think that's yeah. kind of what happened with Bennington. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's good, but, you know, you have that first half season where you play, you win the Stanley Cup, and everyone's like, oh, this, this kid is the best goalie in history, and no one's ever going to beat him again. Well, then he starts being mediocre, as all the goalies are. You know, you're yeah. not perfect.
0: I mean, even in the 2019 Stanley Cup final, he wasn't that brilliant until game seven. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do our last segment here. we got a few minutes left, so we're going to do a, who's hot and who to drop. And I'm looking at uh, both ESPN and NHL.com uh, as to who to pick up on the waiver wire uh, for, uh, for uh, your fantasy league uh, right now. And uh, according to the NHL, it's NHL.com, the top ten players to pick up on your waiver wire. So number one is Alex Tuck. He's got seven points in his past nine games, four goals, three assists. He's been skating with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson out of even strength. Uh, number two, The number two players, Matt Succarello and Victor Rask. They've been playing with, because the primary reason, because they've been playing with Kirill Keprasov. Nope. He's on that, and they're, they're both on that line. Uh, Drake Batherson, right wing for Ottawa. He's another guy to look forward to because he's been playing on that line with Tim Stutzel. Uh, Jason, am I pronounced that last name yet uh, correctly? Stutzel? I think so.
1: Okay. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's I think it's
0: German. Yeah. yeah, it is German. That's why I don't want yeah. to get it wrong. I think right? it's Stutzel.
1: Stutzel? Yeah, it's, it's a Tim Stutzla. So it's, Stutzla, it's little, Stutzla yeah, that's it's right.
0: Okay, yeah, so he's been playing with Tim Stutzla. Uh, he's got some <laughs> points. He's, he's been he's been uh, he's got five, five he's got a goal in five consecutive games and six of his last seven nine points. With six goals, three assists, three power play goals. That's something to look out for. Uh, Jesper Jesper Fast from Carolina. Uh, He's got a a point in in four of the last six games and seven points, three power play points and power play goals, eight shots on goal in 12 games. Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel starting on fire. Six power play goals in 21 games. He's got second on the team with eight goals. Lars Eller. Uh, the fact that uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is out of the lineup right now, Eller been, has been getting some top-line time. Uh, he's one guy to consider. And I'm going to throw one out here because, uh, again, I'm a New Jersey Devils fan, so I'm paying attention to New Jersey Devils. One guy to look out for is Pavel Zaka. Pavel Zaka is in his, uh, I believe, his fourth season with the team. He's uh, He's got six goals, eight assists, 14 points. He's running a 10-game point streak right now. That's someone you want to pick up on your waiver wire for sure wow. uh, in the, uh, in, in the forwards department uh, defenseman, Nick Letty. He's one guy to look out for. Uh, he's an an in each game against the Pittsburgh Penguins this, this year. Uh, he's got four points in his last four games. Uh, he leads a team of power play points. Uh, goaltenders look out for Jack Campbell of Toronto. We mentioned him before. Uh, he's got, he has shutout against Edmonton on Saturday. Uh, He's been in he his first game since January, since uh, since he came he came back uh, since January. He had a lower body injury. Dave Rittich from Jason's Calgary Flames, 31, 31 saves in the win against Ottawa Saturday. Uh, he's far started four games uh, with Jacob Markstrom, Markstrom out. Uh, one guy to also keep uh, an eye on, and according to ESPN, he's been added. He's been added quite recently. Uh, in the last seven days, 11.6% of teams have added him. Is Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis
1: Blues. He's I coming have back. him on my list, nope. yeah. I was just about to bring him up.
0: Yep, yep. He's been he's been added in 11.6% of le- ESPN leagues in the last seven days. Uh, Matt Sicurello has been picked up by 53.2% of fantasy teams in the last seven days. He's yep. been playing with Kiprasov.
1: Yeah, I, I snagged him um, very shortly after he came back from his injury, and it was just kind of uh, take a risk, and he has been playing very well, and I'm very happy with that pickup.
0: Yep, yep. Jason, you got anybody in Calgary to look out for for the next uh, couple days or so? Uh, no, I do either have, side, like, so, on other side, a hot or drop?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Sorry, I, I was distracted by looking at the final score here, and we lost 5-1, to one, so that's, there goes my night. Hopefully Vegas wins. Um, I I had three names on my list, uh, two to pick up. One was Vlad Tarasenko because he is expected to make his season debut sometime this week coming back from an injury, and as we all know, uh, Vlad Tarasenko is a scoring machine. Uh, another ad, um, I would, I, I would personally pick up as Jake Allen in Montreal with Carey price, not doing so hot. I think Jake Allen is going to get a bigger workload. And, uh, if that team picks up their game, he could rack up some wins. Um, one player I have to dump off your team is Mark. Scheife. Really
0: interesting. Oh, Oh, he froze. Uh Oh, Uh Oh. Pros, before you give us a reason why. In Winnipeg. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, wait, here we go. Yep, now you're here. So yeah, the dark. reason
2: why uh, I would dump Shifley is because he's been on such a tear right now. Um, I think he's going to cool off. I don't think he's going to be able to keep up the tear that he's on. And I think his, uh, his, his value is going to go down a tiny bit.
0: All right. All right, gentlemen. So I think we're going to do one more life score update as, uh, as Jason mentioned, his do we have? <laughs> yeah, we got it. I got it. I got it. So uh, we have two finals. Uh, one, as Jason mentioned, his Calgary Flames lost to Carolina five to one. Uh, Ottawa. As, oh, Ottawa. Did I say Ottawa? I can't remember. Anyhow, so Drake <laughs> Batherson, one of the guys we mentioned yep. earlier, he scored two. He scored himself two goals in this game. He was named the first star of the game. Uh, Matt Murray, 27 saves. Tim Stutzel, sorry, Alex, please help me.
1: Tim Stutzla.
0: Tim Tim Stutzla, I, two assists for Drake Batherson. So
2: yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you there, Ryan. Uh, Batherson actually got three goals.
0: Oh, he did. Okay. So I, according ESPN, according to the score app, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, the ESPN, ESPN says two goals. So I'm, okay. Not, I, I could be wrong. They could be wrong too. So. Um, Senators over flames five one. Hurricanes beat Carolina uh, beat uh, Florida in overtime three two. Uh, Let's see, Chris Drager twenty six saves in the losing effort for Carolina. Uh, in goal for yeah, in goal for Carolina was Alex Nedeljovic. Uh, he had forty four saves in the winning effort. Uh, we are in the second intermission for Carolina, uh, for i uh, Winnipeg and and Vancouver. Three nothing Vancouver at the end of two, and again we've got a couple of games in a couple of minutes. Maple Leafs, Oilers, Wild, Gold Knights, Blues, Ducks, 10:30, Avalanche, Sharks. All right, gentlemen. What I'm going to do is hand it over to you real quick. I got to go off camera real quick. Give your socials. Give your give your pl- shows plug plug away. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: Um, obviously i'm alex you can find me on twitter at a nuddle underscore cbj you can also find me at the cannons and tomahawks podcast uh at cannon hawks pod you can find us on facebook twitter instagram we have a tiktok as well um and you can also find me at my other podcast that i do personally at the cbj after the blast you can find that at cbj blast and where can they find you
2: they can find me. Uh, my personal Twitter account is at the underscore peanut p n u um, t. I will be firing up a podcast, hopefully, here in the next week or so. Um, you can find that on Facebook and Twitter, and that is at puck n pigskin. That's puck the letter n pigskin, and it's the puck and pigskin podcast. Hopefully, coming soon to screens yeah. near you.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, and I am at who is Ryan. My my Twitter handle is at who is Ryan MCC. Uh, That's my McCarthy. It's your, I'm your humble host of this particular show. Uh, you can find Belly Up Hockey at Belly Up Hockey, and Belly Up Fantasy at Belly Up Fantasy. So, for Jason, for Alex, again, I'm your host Ryan, and thanks for joining us on Belly Up Fantasy Live, and we'll see you next time. Have a great night. Have good night, guys.